0: So, Dr. Lauren, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, You've been in Kelowna about three years, uh, West Kelowna. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you got here.
1: Yeah, so I actually moved up to the Okanagan pretty much three years ago, almost to the day, and I moved here from uh, Vancouver. That's where I did my naturopathic medical school training. Uh, Before that, I did my undergrad in Calgary, but I'm also from a small town in Saskatchewan. So I kind of slowly moved west, but then I realized I wanted to go to a smaller center that kind of reminded me of home, and the Okanagan really does that for me because Mm -hmm. it has really great dry, hot summers, Mm -hmm. minus the fires. Uh, But it also has the Four Seasons, which I found really weird not having the Four Seasons in Vancouver. I really like the snow, and I like skiing, uh, but I also don't really enjoy minus 50 weather (laughs) so i i found that this was a great great spot to come Um, i actually live in Peachland, so it's a little bit smaller as well but it's so nice in the central okanagan because i feel like i can go north or south and i can really go anywhere within about 35 45 minutes which is great so yeah i love it here
0: tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up in saskatchewan and what what point did you realize i need to get out of here you
1: know what? I actually really love Saskatchewan. I do. And every time I go back to visit, I generally try to go in the summertime. We always go up to a place called Waskasoo in Prince Albert National Park. Right. If you have never been to Saskatchewan and you want to go to a really beautiful place that will probably dispel any sort of thoughts about what Saskatchewan is, go up to Waskasoo. Right. It is full of lakes and forest And it's not kind of that classic prairie thought that I think right. everyone has. But I also actually do really love the prairies. Um, there's something I find when I went back, it's like that open field, the open, huge, beautiful skies and the absolute best sunsets that you can see. Um, but at the same time, um, I did kind of want to go and explore other parts of Canada and see what else was out there because growing up in a small town, uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's uh, I'm from Lumsden, so it's about 20 minutes outside of Regina. So we were still close to kind of the city, yeah. but Regina is definitely not as big of a city as obviously Calgary and Vancouver. So to be able to experience kind of living in those bigger cities and then get a better appreciation for how I did grow up in a smaller town and kind of wanted to move back to something that was a little less crazy and busy, um, I thought was was important. So that's why I'm here.
0: Do you remember the time when you knew you were going to be a doctor?
1: Yeah, so um, I wanted to be a doctor at a very young age. So I had um, uh, my appendix rupture when I was about seven and a half. And obviously that ended up being emergency surgery. They said it was one of the worst cases of appendicitis that they had seen. And I was actually in the hospital for quite a while. I believe it was around a month or a month and a half. Um, And for that type of a surgery at that time is quite a long time um, and I had a lot of kind of post-surgical complications and infections and I was quite sick but I was so fascinated with being in the hospital. I absolutely loved it. I thought the surgeon and the doctor saved my life. I thought the nurses jobs were so cool and I had this huge appreciation and interest in the human body and in our medical system and so since then that ha- was kind of what I worked towards, um, and I, that's what I did. I went to the University of Calgary. I was in biological sciences. I was in the whole pre med. It was crazy, uh, tons of work, and I was actually volunteering at the hospital uh, there, the Foothills Hospital, for a program there, a day program for day, uh, grade nine students, and it was a prevent preventative program. So it was um, it was called the Party Program. So it was prevent alcohol and risk related trauma in youth. And they would come in and we'd talk about prevention of all of these things and how not to end up in the ER and the ICU. And we'd do tours through the different areas at the hospital. And that, along with some uh, classes that I was taking through the kinesiology program at the university, kind of got me more interested in the preventative side of things. Like, why are these things actually happening? And why are people getting so sick? And why are we on so many medications? And through some of those experiences, I realized that medicine and our healthcare, what I thought it was, was so much different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really was more interested in um, kind of figuring out how we can prevent some of these things. And I think we need a blend of both, obviously. We need ERs, we need ICUs, we need both the conventional side and obviously the naturopathic medical side that I'm in, um, which is why I created an integrative health clinic in the first place. But, um, I really did find that that was more where my passion was, uh, and in terms of kind of educating patients and, and taking a look at all aspects of the health was really important to me.
0: I used to know a couple of medical students and they told me it was like excruciatingly hard, like really long hours, a lot of studying, um, And I tell me if this is true. I think you have to learn math first, and then biology, and then you go into medical sciences from there. Tell tell us, like, just walk us through briefly how the uh, process of becoming a doctor is.
1: Yeah. So uh, when I went into undergrad, I was in biological sciences. So uh, then to do kind of pre-med at that point, you're taking all of your basic sciences. So I was in biology, chemistry, organic chemistry, physics all the calculus, um, pretty much all, you do, yeah, you need all the math and all the physics as well, uh, which, you know, I loved kind of at the time in high school, but it was a little bit different in university, but I still got through it. Um, So you need all of those basic um, sciences as well as uh, biochemistry as well, and then some electives too. So usually there's some psychology or some English courses as well. With naturopathic medicine specifically, uh, you need a four-year degree, so university degree before entering the program. Um, so that's where I got my biological sciences degree. And then I had all of the prerequisites that I had already needed to obviously enter naturopathic medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, naturopathic medical school is a four year uh, degree as well. that we do. Um, There's two accredited schools in Canada, one in New Westminster, Mm -hmm. uh, in BC, obviously, and then one in Toronto. Um, And then I think there's six or so in the States that are accredited after that. So altogether, I ended up going to school for, I think it uh, was about nine and a half
0: years post-secondary education. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, long time.
0: (laughs) And did, did you ever go through moments where you said, you know, the workload is just too much? and uh, felt frustrated. And how did you get past that?
1: Yeah, I can remember actually, you know, I I was uh, pretty much a straight A student in high school, and I was always striving to get good grades. I was kind of a perfectionist type A. And when I got into first year of just my university degree, um, I remember, I think it was about I started in September and I think it was around maybe start of November, mid November. I called my parents and I was just in tears because it was overwhelming. It was just so much more. Work And the class sizes were huge. You know, I came from a really small town where I was in a class with maybe 25 other students, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much from kindergarten all the way up to grade 12. And when I was in university, some of my classes were up to 400 students. So, you know, the support system was so changed. And I had moved to a different province. And then you're reestablishing living on your own and making new friends and taking care of yourself and all of these things on top of the fact that you're also in this highly competitive program. Program uh, where everyone is trying to get all of these, you know, straight A's, so that they can either get into med school, or they can get into naturopathic medical school, or they can get into veterinary school, or dentistry. Right? Because we're mm-hmm. all basically taking the same courses at that time, so it's a mm-hmm. very stressful environment. Yeah. Um, So it was a lot of support from family and a lot of support from friends. And also just realizing that like it was okay not to be getting maybe my straight A's. It was okay to talk to people about that too and kind of let some of that perfectionist Go uh, it takes a long time to figure that out, but um, it was really leaning on support of the people around me and also finding the supportive group on campus as well, yeah. where I could you know find people to actually study with and we could get through the midterms and the finals together was yeah. a lot easier. so it took a few terms through school to do that, but uh, eventually you persevere and get through, but thinking back on it now it's like i don't know if I could do it again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's a long time and a lot of work. Um, So naturopathic medicine, has that always been a uh, medical degree? Because I seem to remember, um, I'm quite a bit older than you, but I seem to remember when I was a kid, it was kind of like a fringe thing, and doctors didn't really respect it. Was it always a medical degree, or is that something fairly recent in our society?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So when you look at naturopathic medicine, um, naturopathic doctors in BC are licensed primary care physicians. So we are protected underneath the Health Act of BC. We're licensed, we're regulated, we've got a college. Um, there's lots of rules and things that we need to follow. And our scope of practice is, is quite big. And that keeps changing and expanding kind of year to year. Depending on the province that you live in, there are different regulations for naturopathic doctors. And some have been uh, licensed and regulated for a long time I believe Saskatchewan was actually back in like 1955 mm-hmm. I believe and so some of the provinces uh you know this profession has been around for quite a while other provinces they're just now getting their regulations and getting things up and going so across Canada it's kind of hard to say it definitely depends on on the province that you're living in BC is great because we actually have the biggest scope of practice um, I would say Ontario is probably the next after that um you know, when I take a look at it, when I entered university, I didn't even know what naturopathic medicine was. I come from a small town. There was one family doctor in that town and and that's what we knew. Um, and it wasn't until I was in university and I started to kind of look more at the preventative aspects of things. And that's when I actually found some information on naturopathic medicine. And I actually went out and shadowed a few NDs in Calgary because I was like, what is this? I've never heard of this. But when I looked at the principles of the medicine and, and everything that was going on, it just made sense. And I was actually signed up to write my MCAT, which is the entrance exam to get into conventional medical school. And I canceled that about two and a half weeks before I was supposed to write it. And I just knew, I just knew that that wasn't the way that I wanted to go. I'm pretty sure my family and friends thought I was nuts. <laughs> uh, but I just, it wasn't, you know, after spending that entire time studying for the exam, I was just like, I knew something more was out there for me. And it again, I, I have great respect for the conventional side of things. I we need both but for me i really was more on that preventative aspect and taking a look at like why are these things happening and how mm-hmm. can we actually support the body in healing um and doing that in a bit more of a natural way yeah. um and that's where where i ended
0: up so right. mm-hmm. so tell us the basic differences between traditional medicine and naturopathic
1: yeah, so I guess when you look at our overall um, you know, conventional medicine and our healthcare, sometimes that can mm-hmm. be looked at as a bit more of a react to you know where where people are waiting until they have symptoms and waiting until they're already sick and then seeking out the care and then we're trying to figure out okay how can we stop those symptoms Uh, and generally the first go-to is medications most of the time Uh, when you look at naturopathic medicine really the big core kind of guiding principles are one trying to figure out the root cause of the problem like why is something actually happening what is Mm -hmm. triggering it what can be other reasons for it actually happening in the body and that can go for anything You know, there's lots of different symptoms and things that can present itself. So it's trying to explore that. It's obviously trying to do, um, like, first do no harm. So trying to incorporate different treatment plans and things where it's going to be the least amount of harm or cause, um, you know, as much invasion. uh, Keep that to a minimum as much as we can. Obviously, there are times for surgeries. There are times for medications and things like that. But generally, there's lots of other supportive aspects that can be do. uh, We can add in that can help. Mm -hmm. Um, also looking at the body's innate ability to heal itself and supporting that there's lots of ways that the body tries to keep us in homeostasis or in Mm -hmm. balance and it's always trying to use you know the inflammatory process and things like this to actually heal us Um, so it's trying to help recognize those and support that as well Mm -hmm. and a big thing with naturopathic medicine too is um, using things that are a bit more natural obviously so looking at botanical medicines looking at supplementation vitamins and nutrients and things that can be supportive if Mm -hmm. and when indicated and doctor is teacher that's also one of the huge principles and I think one thing that I definitely take to heart because sometimes I find that's more what I'm doing I'm actually teaching my patients about their body about what's going on why they might be feeling these symptoms what the blood work actually means what you know the reports mean and how we can actually move forward in treatment plan whether that includes the medication or referrals for further testing and, and things like that, or whether we can take a look at things like acupuncture and nutraceuticals and supplements to kind of support that as well. Um, and really trying to get patients engaged in that process because if we can empower the patient to take control of their health, I think that's so much more impactful long-term so that we can prevent some of this stuff uh, long-term down the road. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you uh, prescribe pharmaceutical medications as well
1: yeah so um and naturopathic doctors we do have our prescription rights in bc um it's a limited scope it's you know i'm not prescribing you know oncology drugs or, or some of the big guys that are that are protected but um yeah more and more i find people are um using naturopathic doctors as their primary healthcare physician or as like a family doctor because you know as you're probably well aware in the Okanagan Valley it's hard to find um, a family doctor and uh, we because we can do you know your physicals your your yearly exams we can do pap smears we can do prostate exams we can order blood work it's just not covered by MSP and and the uh, BC Healthcare, but more and more people are getting extended medical coverage for that as well, which can help, and then yes if and when I do deem it's necessary to prescribe certain medications, I definitely can, so, um, and I'm not against medications in any way, I just think that there's a time and a place for medications and we don't always have to just turn to medications as the number one thing or first choice, I like to give patients options, but then there's other times where I'm like, nope, we gotta go on this right now, hopefully not long term but, you know, there's reasons and indications of why we'd have to start a medication from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe you can tell us a little bit about depression. So it's a, a fairly common um, phenomenon in our culture today, in our society. Uh, what are some naturopathic ways to deal with depression when you see it? I know every case is different, but tell us some of the ways that naturopathy... Can help?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question because obviously I think mental health awareness has increased and that's been really great to see. And I think, you know, a big thing to know is that when we see patients that come in, they may not specifically be coming in for depression or for anxiety, but I would say almost this is just a stat off the top of my head but maybe seven out of ten patients have something underlying like they're they are dealing with some extreme anxiety or they have had depressive states in the past or they're going through some depression currently which is obviously going to be important because we're always taking a look at the whole body right it's taking a look at everything that's going on from mental emotional to a physical state as well when you look in terms of some ways to help depression i think one it's looking at well what what is actually causing it in the first place. Sometimes that can be mental, emotional. So looking at past traumas and different things that could be triggering that can be the important part to take a look at. Uh, Some ways that I approach it is always looking at uh, the digestive system because our digestive system, and there's a lot of research in this area right now that's showing that there's a huge link to our gut health, to our brain health, or it's kind of the mind-gut connection. Um, So there's a lot of research in that area that shows if we are not properly absorbing if we're not properly uh, digesting and breaking things down, and we don't have proper nutrition as a whole. Um, that's actually having huge detrimental effects on our mental emotional health. Mm-hmm. One, it can be that, again, we can have decreases or malabsorption issues with certain vitamins and nutrients, which can be very um, important in terms of mood stabilization and increased energy and all of those things. But two, you can see a big change in what's called the microbiome or the bacteria that should be in our large intestine. We need a a balance of the good and the bad bacteria. And if that's not happening or not the case, that can also have huge links in terms of um, depression or anxiety and things like that. Um, So I see huge links in terms of the digestive system. So whether or not we go down something like food sensitivity testing, which is a whole other aspect that I could talk about for hours, um, that can be one place that we may start because again, what they're seeing is that why it's so highly connected to our digestive system is that we actually produce and store our serotonin in our digestive tract. Serotonin is one of our main neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. that generally is the first one that's kind of indicated when there's depression and anxiety going on. Mm -hmm. The thought process is that we have a decrease in serotonin which is why then we're seeing the depression and anxiety because serotonin is like our feel-good, happy neurotransmitter that should be released and give us all of these feelings. Why that's connected to the gut is because we actually can um, produce and store about, well, I've seen varying uh, stats on this, but it can be anywhere from about 70 to 80% of our serotonin in the gut, not in our brain. So, again, if there's digestive disrupt there, chronic IBS, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, acid reflux, all of these different things that can be causing inflammation within our digestive system, and then we're seeing that we're not properly absorbing, um, that can have huge detrimental effects on even. And being able to build up that serotonin and store it. So, you know, generally the first can go-to is looking at um, SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They're a drug that are generally the first go-to for depression and anxiety. But I try to take a look at other ways that we can actually help the body increase that serotonin um, overall. Um, so whether it's neurotransmitter testing, the food sensitivity testing, and looking at Other things that can also play into our mood and energy as well, Mm -hmm. uh, which sometimes are things like iron and vitamin B12 and our thyroid health, because all of those can have huge effects on our overall mood and and energy too. So again, there's lots of different ways we can kind of go about it, but that's some of the the baseline, really that big connection with our digestive system can be
0: key. Yeah. So this beautiful clinic here, I saw it for the first time today. Well, I've driven past the outside many times, but I never noticed it. Um, tell us about this. How long have you been here? How many staff do you have? And do you have anybody with different specialties? or Are you all doing the same thing?
1: Yeah, so um, with the clinic, so it's West Kelowna Integrative Health Centre, uh, we opened on the west side uh, just after the Maylong weekend of 2017. So we've been open for just over a year now. Um, we are actually, this clinic specifically used to be one of the first walking clinics on the west side. So a lot of people know it already as a health centre, but when we came to take a look at it, it actually sat vacant for about six years. Um, no one had used it. They'd had some short-term people kind of in and out. And the first time I kind of saw it, I was like, oh no, I don't think we can do this because it was really run down. It was in, there was carpet, there was four layers of wallpaper, there was holes in the walls. It was really dark and dingy. But then after seeing a lot of other spaces and blank spaces, I started to realize that the walls were here. That it was already known as a health center and we kind of just took it and brought it back to life, but brought it back to life in a new kind of integrated way. Um, with the integrated health center, there's myself and Dr. Michael Tassoni. He's our other naturopathic doctor here. And the two of us are the co-founders and co-owners of the clinic. And it's been about a three-year process, basically from inspiration and ideas to actually physically being here today, which still seems pretty surreal. Um, And I'd say both of us have a a little bit different of a focus. We both have general family practices. So we've seen, I think our youngest patient is about three weeks old and our oldest patient is 94. So we see kind of, you know, the great span of ages Uh, For all different types of concerns, my focus is much more on uh, women's health, all aspects of women's health, especially hormones, so hormone imbalances, uh, thyroid hormone been working a lot with patients uh, for prenatal care and also postpartum care mm-hmm. as well as fertility and more and more I'm seeing lots of pediatrics so lots of kids too mm-hmm. uh, and then Dr. Mike his main focus is actually chronic pain. Chronic pain and sports medicine is really his area so he deals a lot with um, various reasons for chronic pain, uh, acute pain, injuries and does a lot of injection therapy techniques and other hands-on uh, techniques that he uses um, and has a lot of success success with which has been really cool to see so it's really nice um, that we can both really uh, refer back and forth to each other even Mm -hmm. if you know a patient starts with myself to go through the initial visit and and start seeing me for a certain treatment plan I can always refer to him if all of a sudden they're in pain or they need a little bit of a different look at things and same thing with him they can always refer them to me if if all of a sudden they get pregnant and he thinks that you know I can have a bit more of a specialty care with them there Um, so that's been really great and patients have really liked that aspect because we're both here for them in in that kind of sense. We also have two registered massage therapists that work in our office. We've got two counsellors, one being a registered social worker and one being a registered clinical counsellor. And we've got a holistic nutritionist. So we're really kind of building a team of practitioners who are invested in the integrative health model, where it's looking at patient-centered care, where you build a team of practitioners around you um, that can help support you and where you want to go in your journey of health. And it's all about looking at optimizing health. So, you know, even for patients who maybe they are feeling pretty good and they don't have something specific going on, like an acute condition or a chronic condition, if they're wanting to prevent that and optimize thing and get them even just Feeling better digesting better so that we can prevent certain things from happening later on uh, we'll see those patients as well and it's it's again really trying to build that team of practitioners that can help people get mm-hmm. there um, so it's been it's been a long process, but it's been really, really exciting because we actually just expanded our team there. We also have two wonderful um, office administrators and receptionists as well, Amanda and Shona, who have just helped us enormously because uh, for the first year, Dr. Mike and I were doing everything. We've been doing like phone calls and the emails and the faxing and the scanning and all the deliveries and the orders and when you run a small business you wear 30 different hats right every single day yeah, it's great because right. you you know your own your own boss and you can um, you know set your hours but your hours when you run your own business really become 24/7 mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been a really busy uh, year and a half so now um, and on top of that we're doctors right and that's our, our main primary area of where we need to focus right. and the fact that we now have such a great team mm-hmm. around us and people that are really supporting all of that has been really fantastic. And the community on the West Side and has been amazing. We have been... Uh, seeing so many new patients week after week um, when they find out that we're here, which has been amazing. And we have patients that span the valley. We have tons of patients, obviously, from West Kelowna, but uh, Peachland, Summerland, Penticton, even as far down as a Soyuz, and some from Grand Forks. Uh, And then all the way north as well, obviously, with Kelowna and Lake Country, Vernon, and uh, even further. So to see kind of that span across the valley and people coming to our our health clinic because... Mm -hmm. Uh, to get kind of a different approach to healthcare and the care that we offer here has been really cool to see. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like a joke. Um, being in business for yourself is great because you get to decide which 18 hours a day you're going to work, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so, are you still taking new patients? And if you are, tell us the easiest way for people to reach you a phone number or website. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so we are accepting new patients all the time, both myself and Dr. Mike, uh, our registered massage therapist, our counsellor and our holistic nutritionist. Everyone's accepting new patients, which is great. Um, Generally, in terms of the booking process, uh, people can actually book online, which is nice and easy. People have been loving that. Our website is westcolonaihc.com and there's a little book online there where people can actually go on and create a little profile and manage that, which has been great. Or you can give us our our office a call as well. Um, And either way, we can get you booked in in terms of um, the services generally with the first appointment especially specifically with myself and dr mike it is an initial visit so it's a little bit longer than your typical medical appointments it's about 75 minutes long where we'll go through kind of your full health history potentially do some focused physical exams and then talk about any testing or blood work or diagnostic testing that might need to be run or obviously if patients have had x-rays or ultrasounds done getting those reports back so we can actually review everything before moving. Moving forward with treatment plans because a big thing with naturopathic medicine as well as it's individualized treatment plans you know we could see 10 patients come in for headaches and treat all 10 of them very differently because everyone is going to have different uh, things that they react to and everyone's different right that's why when people take medications there's like 300 different side effects we all process those things differently but that's the same with natural things too and not all supplementations and things are going to be right for everyone so it's figuring out for each patient what's going to be the best course of action Um, and making that very individualized Um, yeah so whatever people are looking for the other cool thing that we have here actually is an IV lounge so a vitamin IV lounge and a booster bar so we do a lot of customized vitamin IVs which is great Um, and booster bars so we you know a lot of people talk about vitamin b12 shots Mm -hmm. that's our booster bar but we have varying different types of we call them boosters or injections that we can do for various different things so whether it's um, energy or needing adrenal support um, or kind of maybe calming us down a bit and how we can support that we can actually do that really well and patients don't necessarily have to go through the full initial visit process to have access to that and our vitamin IV lounge has been very busy which has been nice to see we usually use that kind of as an adjunctive to everything else that we can do for the patients as well but it's looking at high dose vitamins and minerals and amino acids that we can actually get into the system uh, directly uh, by bypassing the digestive system at a much higher dose than you'd be able to get at orally. Um, And patients have seen a lot of benefits from that too. So that's definitely something else that we offer here, which is a little bit different than some of the
0: other clinics on the West side. Do you take any of the treatments yourself at the booster bar.
1: Yes, actually. Um, And that's actually something that's really important and something that we try to foster here is that you know, while we are a health clinic and, and being in healthcare, it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy um, taking care of patients. And uh, it's something that we don't take lightly, but we also feel like we need to take care of ourselves too, right? You can't give from an empty cup, right? So we are constantly, and that's the nice thing here. So I actually just had an acupuncture treatment the other night on myself, which was really great. Uh, Cause I was having some tension in my shoulders and in my neck and that has completely cleared that up, which is wow. good. Uh, Dr. Mike and actually all of our practitioners here, we, uh, give each other or we will go into the IV lounge and and do IVs specifically. I find it's either kind of before long weekends or after long weekends, kind of when things have been so busy and it's nice to kind of boost our levels before that. Um, and yeah, the nice thing is too, is if we need a quick B12 shot, we can always do that as well. So it's nice to, you know, if I need to block off an hour and go get a massage, I've got that right here. If I need to get some acupuncture, I've got that right here too. And we try to foster that with everyone as well. We think it's really important that you got to take care of yourself when, you're always taking care of other people um and so we're pretty lucky to have those services kind of at our fingertips so right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i like the concept that you're willing to try various treatments before having other people do them that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. so who would you like to nominate dr lauren to come on the show in the future
1: that's a really good question I've met so many cool and interesting people in Kelowna and it's really been in these last two years especially when we've opened the clinic that that has just grown Um, it's been such a cool community to get involved in especially on the west side and in Kelowna and even just kind of spanning the Okanagan Um, the person that I would like to actually nominate is Tracy from Lux Camp and have you heard of Lux Camp Okay, you got to go take a look at it. She is amazing. She's an absolute wonderful person, Um, and we've become quite close friends, and she's been so supportive of both myself and Dr. Mike and our business since we've grown, and she's really been one of those key people who has uh, opened up her arms to me since I moved here and introduced me to so many uh, great friends and and other local business owners um, since I've moved here, which has been really nice to see. And uh, she owns and runs a luxury tent, company. So it's these beautiful tents that you can actually rent uh, in terms of camping or stag at weekends or weddings. Um, and she actually just got a new bowler into the fleet as well. So a bowler is one of those really cool vintage kind of campers they're like a very specific type of camper uh yeah and uh i just find her fascinating she's so supportive she's community driven and she's one of the hardest workers that i know she's also a teacher as well so she keeps herself very very busy um and i just love what she's doing it's kind of like bringing people back to nature disconnecting and unplugging but then connecting with those who are around you by you know sitting around a campfire and chatting and getting back into nature with the kind of the camping Features, but it's it's a very uh, kind of glamping experience, which yeah. is nice too. So I would definitely check check her well, out. She's great. Tracy's last name. You know? uh, I do. I just never know how to pronounce it right. And she <laughs> told me the other day, and I just don't want to botch it. <laughs> but I can it. give don't it to you. Have. She's gonna laugh when she hears this because she literally spelled it out for me. But I'll give that information to you.
0: No mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, talk to Lauren. Thank you so much. I've learned quite a bit today about the uh, healthcare field and your amazing clinic. I didn't know any of that uh, until I came in here. So we'll certainly help uh, promote your business. And I want to thank you for your time
2: today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was great.
2: Luke Mankus is a realtor. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011. And he always says, yeah, one regret. And that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Lou can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate.